0: Growth as an actor and growth as a human being are synonymous. You you can't be an accomplished and interesting actor without being an accomplished and interesting human. You yeah. just it, it's not possible.
1: Welcome to the very first episode of Nothing Shines Like Dirt. I'm Leslie Shannon. And I'm Elise Siebert.
2: And today we are having a conversation with Ben Resendez, who is a working actor, a working stunt performer, a working stagehand, and a jack of many other trades. We have a conversation that kind of touches on violence in the entertainment industry,
1: his very own creative process, and a lot of other random random shit. shit.
0: want to see blood and guts yeah you know and and maybe get scared which which
2: is so interesting about us as a society the same way yeah we want to
0: see shit blow up we want to see car chases and we want to see people get hurt
2: i know but what is it about human nature that wants to see yeah your your species get hurt and your species get cathartic
1: yeah well it's it goes back as far as
0: humans hurt each other yeah that's part of our culture and that's I was in a conversation uh, on social media with with an old family friend about this. Yeah, after doing some tactical uh gun training. Um, you know, he was saying he was like I'm sorry to see you going down that route. You know, I I feel like violence is a huge issue in our culture and yeah. it's in these yeah. all in in, in oh, the, all these yeah. films like I don't appreciate seeing violence in films and I think it's been a major source of problems and and makes the problem worse. I think part part of me is that as long as those stories are part of human's mm-hmm. uh culture mm-hmm. then we can't, you, we can't not tell them mm-hmm. and yeah. it's yeah as a performer part of our duty is to create but a lot of our duty is to reflect you know a lot most yeah. art is a reflection through a filter you yeah know, so yeah. to speak you know my filter or the director's filter or whatever that filter is we take in what's around us filter it through ourselves and put it back out at the world we're Mm -hmm. not it's like a mirror we're not creating anything truly new yeah we're just reflecting what's already in the human condition yeah right so should i be reflecting more violence on the world that's it's a huge moral question you know it and it's something that i have to having, deal so with i have to deal with that constantly because that happens to be one of my areas of passion wow
1: <laughs> i never thought about it in that particular I know. context before but that is huge yeah that's so we should oh, be recording man. all this i know
0: yeah. <laughs> this is we are you recording? Yeah. already rolling yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's great um, we roll here. I, Literally. <laughs> literally <laughs> i'm always cool.
2: i'm shocked too like when you talk to people in europe and stuff like the difference between like sexualizing things and violence like oh, yeah. they think american movies are so violent like so violent and yet like a sex scene is like considered rated R or what, whatever it is and they look at that and like why is making love
0: we have taboo you know? in our culture around sexual and yeah. i mean the whole breastfeeding thing that's, Oh my that's god! Come oh, so is it, that whole world highlights the hypocrisy with with our culture around, yeah, you know you see these billboards 40 feet tall with some chicks boobs hanging out <laughs> And then a woman can't breastfeed her, her, child. her child, which is the in whole reason we have
1: breasts to begin, to begin with. with right. Yeah. So right there shows the hypocrisy. They're not for men to they're, look yeah, at. Yeah, they're not solely for men's purpose of ogling <laughs> and blurbiting. It's not. That's no, not they're the, pretty good for that though. <laughs> I didn't say they were not good for it. I just said that that's not their sole purpose. <laughs> we just got a thumbs up for
2: Brandon. He's
1: like, yeah. Yep.
0: Um, but that that highlights the hypocrisy of of the American media, I think both around violence and because in a way what people are scared of and you know, you you talk about rape culture and, and, and the sexualization of women Mm -hmm. that is violence and being guarded about the human body is violence against the human body. Yeah. Psychological violence, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. Um, there is yeah, definitely a lot of hypocrisy in our culture around it. There's no doubt about that. What I was going to say, though, you know, going back to, you know, European films and sexualization and, you know, American films are so violent and theirs can be so sexual. I, I would argue that the the film culture in Europe tends to be more related to the human experience. Mm
2: hmm. Um,
0: a lot of the big Hollywood, you know, you look at something like the Avengers, you know, you have these massive explosions in in Manhattan and buildings coming down where millions and millions of people die, but there's no consequence. Yeah, And that's something that as looking at, looking into violence as a storytelling device Mm. for myself, something that I strive for is one of the things that I'm trying to create are stories that show the real Consequences
2: of that violence, of the
0: violence, and so I, I turn to a film, uh, "The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo," Mm
1: -hmm.
0: brutal film. Mm -hmm. Do we need to see that kind of brutality? I don't know, but the, the weight with which the violence has in that film, and I think it's originally Swedish. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, The weight that the violence carries in that film. Has a huge impact on the characters and the story. Yeah. It does. Um, well,
1: it's who, it's how so, she is, so, and why she is the right. way that she is. Yeah. So to
0: me, something like the Avengers is actually more violent in that, or not more violent. It's almost sociopathic, where because, you have yeah. you have rampant destruction for
2: no rhyme or reason, for no
0: rhyme or reason, and no. I mean, what they they finish that movie in a in a falafel joint. Manhattan's crumbled and, and they're, they're in a falafel in a joint, joint falafel joking joint. around. Yeah. That's kind of sociopathic it is. if you ask me. It
2: is. Oh, if you yeah. come down to it. Yeah. Maybe you that. know,
0: whereas girl with dragon tattoos literally about a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> but it shows the weight that that carries within a culture. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I feel like, you know, then you turn to their, their, their sexual content in films, um, you know it's a similar thing they show love for what it is they Mm -hmm. show sex for what it is
2: Mm -hmm. it's not romanticized or like like uh, fantasized like it's not as fantasized as much and it's
0: it tends to be less about the um uh the ideological woman or the Mm -hmm. you know the Mm -hmm. what do you call that um When the object of desire, it tends to be less about that object of desire and more about a human connection. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. Are they more sexual? Are they less sexual? No, they're just, they relate to it in a different way because of how the culture relates to it.
2: They're like open to, to seeing that and seeing love. They're not scared
0: of 14 year olds seeing boobs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because like, it's just a part of life. Well, you go
0: to the beach and you see boobs.
1: Right. I know. Yeah.
0: You saw your boobs, your mom's boobs when I, you were a kid. I know. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, and it almost creates, when, when you tell kids this is wrong or a secret or you hide something, right? then there's more of an infatuation
1: or uh curiosity that that curiosity against the rebellious nature of people wanting to know and discover things especially when it's something that's as natural as nakedness that's how you were born Born. yeah Yeah, absolutely so if that's how you were born how can that be bad like i know that it's i don't know i mean i'm not necessarily advocating (laughs) us all walking around just completely naked but i mean we
0: we wear clothes for a reason it's it's really, really cold. cold, yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. And for a protective reasons, like exercising naked, the thought of that just makes Ooh, me worry a lot. Yeah. yeah.
2: Not, well, comfortable. not comfortable. Not right. comfortable. Right. Like I get
1: the reasons why. I'm not advocating complete nudity all of the time, per se. But I mean I've yeah, our obsession and our secretiveness or around it. Fear well, of
0: of of historically the American culture as diverse as it is. Is rooted in puritanical yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. Europeans who got kicked out of Europe because they were too, too tight yeah. laced, you yeah. know, because they <laughs> they had to stick so far up their butt about shit that you know they couldn't mix. They, they and so we have some of those roots. We have oh, a lot of those roots in our culture, and
2: yeah. which it's been hundreds of years and they're still there, which is so. It, it hasn't
0: been hundreds of years. Interesting. Go- Go to parts of the Midwest, go to Salt oh. Lake well, I mean, City, like, go to I mean, you know what like, I mean? it's like people, it's still yeah. there. No,
2: I know, oh, no. I know so, it's that's what I'm saying is it's still there, even though these people that settled in our country hundreds of yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I'm from the south and you're from the Midwest. Midwest. So we can we completely can relate to relate and talk My to you about Facebook And I'm from the feed. liberal
0: west coast, you know. So <laughs> My I don't relate. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> My Facebook feed is like Everyone in the Midwest, because I went to college in the Midwest too, so especially with like the political debates and everything oh, it's my like goodness. I know exactly who's Republican, exactly who all my New York friends, my East Coast friends,
1: my artist friends right It's so interesting to me yeah. like well, I mean it is one of those things too, and that's like something that um so I mean, what would you say about you is one of the biggest the biggest factors about you that comes from where you're like? Hold on, I'm trying to find the better way to say this. So, what about you? Do you think is quintessential West Coast that are like Washington State? Is there anything in particular? It's like that nature. It's like that. It's like that nature versus nurture. Apart from the
0: glaze, that's in my eyes. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I don't know. Washington's a weird state in some ways. Uh, very liberal, uh, particularly the west coast of Washington. Uh, west of the mountains. Um, you know, very quintessential west coast. Everyone's really laid back. Uh, eastern Washington, though... Now I'm from the west part of Washington. Okay. Uh, now, eastern Washington is actually more along the lines of Montana and Idaho. And they actually, I culturally, are more it's the east of the mountains. There's a different, very different culture. So there, Mm -hmm. there kind of is two Washingtons in that sense. Uh. Okay. Um, Eastern Washington's a lot of farmers, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of cattle ranchers and, uh, agriculture and it's much more, uh, sort of high mountain redneck, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas Eastern Washington is a mix of like forester redneck, uh, the Silicon Valley boom that sort of spread up to Washington, considering Microsoft's there, so all of the Seattle stuff is very, you know, uh, big money um, industry. There's Boeing. There's so there's a lot of that oh, culture. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. realize that. Um, but the whole time there's sort of this layer of, you know, oh everyone's laid back and really chill. So it's it's an interesting state because. I feel like it has some juxtapositions within it of being this like really chill, you know, sort of hippie state, you know, where there's evergreen college where you can literally write your own uh, bachelor degree. And, you know, if, you want to, if you want to go study the difference between... Speaking of crunchy hippies. Yeah, speaking of crunchy hippies, you know, you, you can study the the this, that, the other thing songbird and how it relates to guitars, if you want. Like,
2: yeah. whatever like, you want to study, you can, you study, can study, right? Study so there's there's, that, definitely that in,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. there's definitely that open mind of Washington. Yeah, that's crazy. There's definitely that open mind. But at the same time, there's a strong root of industry and there's a strong root of pretty conservative um, corporate values. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not raised around that. I was mm-hmm. raised in a really small little hippie town, um, so, you know, what do I attribute to my Washington experience? Yeah, you know, definitely my my sense of outdoor adventure and my sense of, um, you know, boredom is only what you make of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're bored if you're a boring person. Otherwise, there's <laughs> yeah. plenty. There's, there's plenty, plenty of to stuff do. to do. Yeah. You know? So there's. I learn. I have always had that sort of interaction with the world of like no matter where I am there's something I can go and find and do and that's something that I attribute to my hometown particularly of like it's a town of 10,000 people that thinks it's 100,000 people in terms of the (laughs) the art that it creates and the the, you know we're one of the uh, West Coast's top wooden boat harbors Um, you know we have two or maybe three of the world's top uh, violin bow makers um, wow. So, wow, we have and a little a town of, of ten thousand, we have 000. a whole bunch of like re- retired actors and directors uh-huh. and people in the entertainment industry who who did the you know did the rat race in L.A. for thirty five years and mm-hmm. decided to retire. We have a huge am- amount of diversity in that sense, mm-hmm. um, and there's always someone to learn from. There's always someone to work with, and that was, I think, one of the biggest things that you know that particular town growing up in. I'd grown up in Redmond? I might not have had that. Redmond's a sort of side city off of Seattle. Okay. And it's sort of just suburbia, suburbia anywhere in America. USA. Off of the I-5. Yeah. I don't know what I've been doing on the weekends. Maybe going to the bowling alley and getting drunk in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Instead I got drunk in the woods. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have a little bit more of a woody uh perspective. You know? And a connection
2: to nature. Yeah. Well yeah. and
0: also... I have no fear about doing things, you know. And we're talking about like what are the things I do in my life. Yeah. I'm I'm an actor. I'm a stunt performer, but I'm also a stagehand, and I'm happy to pick up a new skill and learn a new thing. And that comes from the way I was raised. With if you want to do something, here's the tools. Go do it and you figure it out. You
2: get your hands dirty, which not people get like stuck in labels of their roles and like oh that's not my job or oh I don't do that kind of thing and right. it's like
0: right.
1: instead of boxing and labeling and boxing themselves in a particular area mm-hmm. like well you know what I have never done it before but it doesn't mean I right. can't so yeah. right. why don't I try yeah. it like it doesn't mean you'll be super successful at it but why not try it but yeah. you
0: can learn it yeah, um, yeah. you know I, I feel like this modern day and age you, ha- you have to either be very very specialized mm-hmm to the point where you're the person to go to mm-hmm. for this thing. You know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're really, really good at that thing. Or you need to be uh, a sort of jack of all trades. You know, it's particularly in the entertainment industry these, these days. It's like, yeah, I'm an actor. I'm an actor first, but mm-hmm. I've gotten acting jobs because I've, a, I've been a stagehand. Right. Yeah. You know, because you have to get out into the world. Yeah. And until people know you as one thing... You have to find ways of interacting with people and getting out into the world and sharing experiences with people so that they can understand you as as a maker, as a person, and as, you know, this man or this woman has integrity and creativeness, yeah. and I'm interested in working with that. Yeah. Right. They say they're well, an you... actor. Okay, well now, oh, oh, I watched that film. Oh, they're good in that. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll cast them in my project. Right. Um,
2: there's this thing called the halo effect. Do you remember this Leslie? So when people meet you and you start developing a relationship with them and you're really good at one thing, they kind of assume you're good at uh, the everything. Other right, so if you, if you,
0: it's um, my partner Elise, uh, she's a costume designer and and uh, also, I met her actually doing carpentry because she put herself through college doing stagehand work. Um, she uh, goes back to a Greek term a lot for how she chooses to live her life, and I, it's a it's a word that really sort of rings true, which is erete or arete. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Okay. You don't speak Greek, so it's I fair. don't speak Greek. She does. <laughs> That's fair. Um, But my understanding of that word has has come to mean something. It, it's the quality in something that is hard to actually pinpoint. But when you see something that is done with care and quality, whatever mm-hmm. that word means, um, It you, you see it. When yeah. someone takes that extra level of care with yeah. whatever they're doing, that job that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm hanging a light and I'm double checking stuff and, and conscious about what I'm doing instead of just throwing the light up into the air and going through the routine of tightening down the bolt and opening the shutters and flipping it open, right? Yeah. If I'm actually paying attention to what I'm doing as I'm doing it, bringing that next level of care to the process and if you have the quality or the existence of Arte in your work that carries through to whatever you're doing mm-hmm. yeah um you know for instance shooting your film i'm right. not really a dp but i'm learning it
1: right mm-hmm. and
0: i care about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm paying attention to it yeah um, i would like to hope that i've brought that irritate to it that mm-hmm. something else that makes it just more than a camera being on well yeah. that's
1: part of the reason you know. i that's the part of the reason i trusted you with it is because i knew that you when you do things you do them well or I you try to or yeah that's always your goal you don't go right. into something and just say oh well i'm just gonna half-ass this like mm-hmm. no and some yeah. people do and and that's a completely different thing, but
0: I and I've learned to half-ass certain things. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that some things are not worth the not care. Not worth.
1: The, um, but I yeah, mean, generally, that's also generally learning speaking. to exist as a human. You have right. to find things. You can't focus so much on everything, or then you'll never move forward. No. Yeah. Well, you got to focus on
2: what makes your soul kind of dance, and what exactly. you know, what excites right. you, because that's what
1: that's what that's where you can bring your creativity to right. the world. You right. Know? Right. But yeah, I had no fear in it thinking like, oh man, we're going to do this and it's going to look like shit. Like I don't, <laughs> like, I don't worry about it because I know that you pay attention to things and you've worked on enough sets, you've been with them and you, um, you pay attention to all the little nuances of the things they do. You pick up on their terms and it's something yeah. that I have started to try to do more and more. Like when I'm on set, I'm like, okay, well the." the dp's doing this i'm paying yeah. attention to all the terms and yeah. yeah. trying to focus on it because it helps you as an actor by far because when you're able to speak the same language as them i mean i'm sure you could talk to seasoned dp's and say oh yeah these are my favorite actors to work with because of x y and z and it's all going to have to do with the fact that they pay attention and know What's how going to on? yeah they they know how to cater or not necessarily cater but they know how to perform for the camera so that they it makes their job easier, yeah, and who doesn't want to work with that person, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's important as a creator and as an artist to understand all of the other particularly in the entertainment industry, only in that you know if you're a painter, you might sit in your room and paint by yourself. Entertainment does not happen as a solo project, no, and it's, it's very important to understand what the other people are doing. You don't necessarily need to be able to do it, right, but mm-hmm. at the very least, you should know enough about it in order to. Like you said, speak their language a little. Understand mm-hmm. their perspective on something. If, if you're waiting for 15 minutes for that big crying scene as an actor, understand that they're not just trying to fuck with your head right. so, yeah. to make it harder for you to perform because you're in the zone <laughs> now and now you got to wait right. 15 well, that's, minutes. They're really doing like they're too. doing something. Yeah,
2: that needs to that happen.
0: needs to happen for your performance to read right.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So they're
0: they're all doing their jobs too, and I, it is important. Like I said, I don't think you need to know how everything happens. I'm, that's part of my personality is like I see something and I want to know yeah. how does this happen. And I want to learn how to do it. Not necessarily to do it professionally, but because it's interesting. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> But that's how your brain is. You have one of those kind of brains that is very analytical and, um, and how-minded.
0: You yeah, know what I mean? I'm a maker and I'm a, a, You're a mechanic and a doer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would also say that I'm I'm a professional amateur. Um, <laughs> you Brandon have all feels these that great way all the terms. time. Brandon
1: <laughs> says that to me all the time. He's like, I'm he's like, I'm pretty good at doing a lot of different yeah. things, but I don't feel like I'm really a master of anything. It's master of none.
0: Right. Well, but
1: it's just not a even, negative for, way to look me, at it. For me, it's not. It's not
0: even all well, right. <laughs> for me, it's not even the mastery. Necessarily, mm-hmm. I go back to the term amateur as the root of that word being someone who loves doing right. whatever it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're an amateur painter, it means you paint because you love it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've definitely seen this in particular, like I mentioned, my hometown, Port Townsend, like, you know, some of the artists that I've seen in that community are quote unquote amateurs. Mm hmm. Some of the best art I've ever seen in my life has come out of that little town. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, particularly some of my mentors, Eric Van Busicum and and Patty Miles, uh, who are were basically they were two of the four mentors that I had that really put put me on the track that I'm on now. And uh, they ran a little theater company, and some of the work that came out of that theater company was. Stunning, remarkable, Mm -hmm. and to this day, still some of the best theater work I've seen. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're amateurs. They're doing it because they love Love it. Now, they're trying to make money when they can as well. I'm not saying that they aren't pursuing it, but they made a lot of sacrifices to run that theater company. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I mean in professional amateur. Yeah. I have been trying to make a profession out of doing the things I love to do.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I like that term. Well, hap-
0: and I happen to be an amateur at a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, but
1: all those <laughs> things—don't
2: you think they've served your acting? Like, don't you? Or yeah, yes and no. Yes and no.
0: I think so. I studied at Stella Adler along with Leslie, mm-hmm. um, and they have a phrase, a quote from Adler actually, mm-hmm. that um, has really helped guide me Mm -hmm. over the course of of the years um which is that growth as an actor and growth as a human being are synonymous you you can't be an accomplished and interesting actor without being an accomplished and interesting human you just it's not possible how are you able to reflect humanity if you don't understand it or if you aren't an active participant in it. You have to be in dialogue with people. You have to do things. You have to have experiences outside of the theater, outside of film. You have to make friends with doctors and lawyers and the people who have nothing to do with your industry so that you can understand their world a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes and no. Yes, because everything I do fuels who I am. Mm-hmm. So that's making me a better actor. Mm-hmm. No, because, you know, when I've done that corporate install for the hundredth time, yeah. I might have a good experience as a human or a crappy experience as a human, both <laughs> yeah. of which will fuel my uh, my acting and it, just because it fuels me. But the experience of doing it, I've already done it. I know what it's about it's not adding anything to my mm-hmm. actual reservoir of of skill set or mm-hmm. knowledge it's just doing the same thing over and over and i'm slowly becoming a quote unquote master of that yeah. because i keep putting more hours into it but it's not a direct correlation to my to acting. Your acting so it, yeah. yeah it really depends i mean yeah. does does braiding whips help my acting no Maybe it's taught me patience. It's taught me a lot of cool different knots. Yeah. Um, Knots don't do anything for my acting, but maybe something for my special skill set. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Who
1: knows when you have to play a sailor on stage (laughs) or in a movie, you know, that would be helpful for you. I mean, I don't know a lot about and the sailing, stage, The
0: stage but. rigging is done more for that, or the actual sailing okay, is done well, is probably more for that. But no, no, no I, 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 mean, I'm exactly. Just saying, no, exactly. It's I, I think as an actor, you know, one of the reasons I became an actor is because I'm interested in doing everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I want to be an astronaut and a fireman and a doctor and a lawyer. Well, and a, I, yeah, and, and now uh, you get to and, be a and a this and the that yeah. and the other thing. I love learning new skill sets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I strive to be an actor who. You know, someone like Daniel Day-Lewis, possibly less crazy. Um, <laughs> but Sorry. But <laughs> along the lines of what he's able to do in his roles where he's believable as an actor because when he sets out his mind to do something, he does it. And when he's asked in a role to run up a hill and fire a musket two times... now. I don't know if either of you have fired black powder muskets. No, they're, not so much. I've nope. never done they're that. They're not easy to reload. Yeah. Particularly quickly. It's, yeah. It's a skill set that takes practice. Yeah. He, as an actor, every morning on got up and practiced that skill in preparation for The Last of Mohicans. That was one of the the skill sets that he drilled himself so that when on set, he was asked to run up a hill. Reload that do musket that, and fire, and then reload that musket and fire, he could do it.
2: And it looked and natural. And it looks natural
0: because he, he, he has that the time. The, yeah, he put the time in to really learn that skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um So, again, back to your question yes and no. Those skill sets, and I think the ability to learn skill sets quickly is valuable. Mm hmm. Um, does every individual skill set that you learn, is it ever going to be used? Is it ever going to actually affect your acting? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, you never know. Or maybe but,
2: not directly. In, not but directly. It, not but
0: directly. But
1: directly but everything, everything does. Yeah.
0: It's, it's yeah. like, you know how they say, uh, as you age, you should do more and more word puzzles and games and things that keep your mind sharp and keep you thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. It helps fight Alzheimer's, dementia, et cetera, and, and or senility, right, of, keeping your brain sharp Mm -hmm. i think actors are in a particular situation we're asked to learn things at a much faster rate than a lot of professions yeah um you know we're given anywhere from 20 minutes to (laughs) a year to prepare for a role Mm yeah um Mm -hmm. and if you got the year great but more often it's closer to the, the 20, twenty minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. But particularly yeah. I think, you know, where we're all three of us are at in the independent scene and, and you know, we're going into these auditions that are not necessarily the most well organized, don't have a ton of money, so they don't have a ton of time to spend it. Because money can be time on yeah, production. Well, oh, it, it is. It is, <laughs> it is right? It so is. how much money yeah. can you spend? How much time can we spend? Yeah. Um we're asked to learn anything from lines to story arcs to specific skill sets you know and as a fighter i've spent the last 10 years developing the the stage combat and the stunt fighting side of my skill set i've been on projects where i've been the the fight director for Mm -hmm. uh particularly for film with with theater i usually have a little bit more time yeah but for film i've shown up on set with my pads in a bag and a crash mat and Oh, nice to meet you, actor one. Nice to meet you, actor two. Camera's ready to roll in half an hour, and I've got to put ten phrases of, yes. or ten ten moves of a fight together where you tackle this guy and then punch him across the face, and then we roll over and we do this little ground pound scene. Neither of these actors are stunt performers. Mm-hmm. That's one what of, I was going to say. One of them thinks never... they're a stunt performer, <laughs> which makes oh, it even worse. Yeah. And the other guy has a you know has a role on major network television and cannot under any circumstances get hurt doing this yeah
2: right yeah
0: you know so now i have to teach these two people with radically different views very very quickly Quickly.
1: right seems like a that, recipe for disaster <laughs> well
0: it can be and you know i am referencing a particular in s- a situation fortunately those actors were both fairly professional actors right um and I'm referencing that because of that skill set of learning things quickly. Right. They're both gung-ho. They did what I asked them to do. Mm-hmm. They expressed concerns when they had them. And they got through it and they learned it. And they did it very quickly. Right. Yeah. That's the sign of a professional actor. What am I, What do I need to do? Oh, I need to hit from mark A to mark B to mark C. And I need to handle this prop in the process. Now I've got to cry while I do it
1: yeah yeah
0: you know like <laughs> well, that's and make all it a lot of information real really really quickly yeah. hurting
2: your scene partner yeah. or, yourself, or, or yourself
0: or whatever yeah. it is Yeah. Right? so you know I see all of my different hobbies if you will as as puzzles to keep my mind sharp
1: mm-hmm. in right
0: in terms of yeah. I'm interested in learning lots of new skills because I feel like it keeps me sharp keeps me learning things keeps me keeps those synapses firing that process new information. Yeah. Um, yeah the ability to read something and absorb it and then actually do is a lot different than reading something, absorbing it, and, and then being able to theorize it. on it. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, there's there's different. a lot of of, you know, couch critics and and, you know, <laughs> laptop uh uh masters, you know, who yeah. who you see it on social media all the time. Oh, you should have done this, that, the other thing. That sucked. This and then blah it's blah like, blah. And what it's have like,
2: you done? What have you created? Well, right, created, and then you start looking you know? into them, and like, you're like,
0: "Well, what have you done? Like, where's your backup? Where's, right. where's, yeah. where's, where's your, your, voice. Your, your where's your foundation? Where's your voice? Yeah. exactly. Um. Not that I publicize everything I do, but that's how I view what I do. Is that it's it's to keep those synapses firing, so that I I understand how hard things are. Mm-hmm. So it also helps me. From being too hypercritical of other people.
1: Yeah, because that's not helpful either. Like to no. be able to look at it and understand and maybe process within your own mind things that work and things that don't work. But like being right. critical of people, like hypercritical is yeah. You're right. It's so for not for helpful. instance
0: in the back into the acting world, everyone rips Anakin Skywalker to shreds with in Episode two and three.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, he's a terrible actor. It was awful. Blah blah blah. I'm not convinced he's a bad actor.
1: Yeah, because I've seen him in things that he's done and he's done well. I think
0: he's a good actor. I think that film didn't work or those films didn't work. Yeah. That doesn't make him a bad actor, but so many people will see that and Mm -hmm. rip it to shreds Mm -hmm. as he's a bad actor.
2: Because that's who they can place the blame on. They don't see the behind the scenes, they don't see the editors in the edit room, the director. What, you know, like there's so 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 much that goes into film.
0: Or the understanding that sometimes things just don't 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 work work out.
2: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: When you yeah. do a lot of different things and you learn a lot of different skills, you realize that some sets or so you know, some combinations just, just don't, don't work, work together. Don't right. work out. I feel yeah. like
1: that's like a life quote. Sometimes life. Sometimes things just don't work, don't work out. out. <laughs> I mean don't know, it that's as gumps shit happens. I love that quote. Yeah. It's, shit it's, happens. It's, it's brilliant and
0: yeah. it's totally true. Shit happens. It does well, how All you right, react to it.
2: Really is what it comes down to is how your reaction to that shit happening. Right. You know, and how that you're, you're you able can. to turn that into yeah.
1: learning from it or not learning from it, however yeah. so it yeah. happens in in your life. Yeah. Well that's
2: that's all you can control is your reaction you can't control the moving the moving pieces exactly
1: that's something that i feel like as humans i know i work on all the time i love to control things but you can't yeah you can't control everything
2: i was going to ask you all these skills and um that that you're learning which ones like light you on fire which ones make you the most excited right now Because I know it changes. But like right now. It totally changes. But right now. What what am I really excited about? Like is there a project? Or is there something you're learning? There's a couple of things.
0: Um, uh, I've just sort of tapped in. I've been doing stage combat for a long time. And I've just recently sort of tapped into. A larger community of stunt performers. Specifically for film and television. Um, And. I'm really excited about some of the training that I've started to do with it around that. You know, I've realized mm-hmm. that like fighting's only part of the stunt world mm-hmm. and I have a lot of those fighting skills. Obviously there's things I need to work on. Um, but you know, I've been training with park in parkour and gymnastics to to help with mm-hmm. my sense of um, you know, where my body is at in air, in the air and being able to pull off some more complicated falls to be able to do bigger throws and and be comfortable with jumping off a 20 or 30 foot building you know and like <laughs> oh that stuff is yeah. fascinating to me right now yeah where my training has gone with that um you know I rode my first ratchet not long ago and um I don't necessarily need to do that a million times in my life uh, oh yeah for, that, for those of you that, that you post yeah for yeah. those of you that don't know yeah, a, what a ratchet a I was to just gonna say I a, don't a, know a, what a, ratchet a, ratchet a ratchet pull <laughs> is when you see you know like someone, there's like an explosion and the guy goes flying like 30 feet back really, really quickly. Yes. Um, It's a air pressurized canister that um, drives a shaft. You know, the one that we rode was a six foot um, shaft. So it drives into the body and with, you know, X amount of air pressure uh, through a pulley system attached to a line on your back and it's traveling Oh, my God. Super fast. And then that line <laughs> literally just pulls on you and you go flying back. You just back. go flying so, backwards. Um, yeah, exactly. That sounds like so um, much fun. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun to ride. It's, yeah. it's a little jarring the first time. Wow. Um, the second then, time was once I knew what to expect. Yeah. It was a little easier. Do you have like the but, roller like, that coaster was a blast. Like, stomach thing? Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. Bit. But it's a blast, right? And like, Yeah. I'm fascinated with that side of things. Particularly, I mean, I've been a stagehand for a long time, so I have a lot of technical knowledge and that was like an experience of like wow this is an area that I don't actually know much about it's right. still in the quote unquote rigging world which I do have mm-hmm. a fair amount of knowledge on but it's dynamic rigging and it's mm. dealing with air pressure and you know these this stuff that I have not dealt with so right. really fascinated by that hoping to get some more um, some more stunt rigging under my belt and like okay. get onto the technical side of that again because like I'm fascinated by you know poly ratios and yeah. and like that that's just something <laughs> that's, that's why interesting you're interested to me in. right? yeah. um so that whole world is definitely something i'm i'm really excited where things are going um is there anything else yeah there's a bunch of other stuff well wow. um, give us a short list <laughs> the, the, the short list um i have a couple of film projects that i'm really excited about um i'm in development for a short film that should be shot this uh Probably early spring. Okay. Um and you know, talk about socially responsible art or whatever, it's it's tackling uh some some really kind of tough coming of age moments. Okay. Um, you know, with where's the line of consent? Um Oh yeah, that's which such is a hot a, topic right yeah, now and, too. And it's a really, really beautiful script. I've worked with the director once before. Um Who's directing it? Uh, Noah Milman. Okay. Um, he's uh, a yeah, he's a producer know. and um, this is his second short that he's written and directed. Uh, but he's been involved in a lot of different films. Um, uh, most notably, recently he was the executive producer on The Runner, which is a Nick Cage film about okay. the aftermath of the BP oil spill. Okay. Um, and uh, so really excited to work with him on that. I, I I both admire who he is as an artist, what he's written. And also having seen the first film, Gone Fishing, uh, you know, really into like this guy knows what he's doing, and he's yeah. able to pull a really professional, really good team out. So, knowing I really like the script, knowing he's at the helm of it, that, that I'm, I'm, you're like, really yeah, excited yeah, I'm really about excited it. to work with yeah. him. Um, yeah,
1: when you find a good you, you understand why people that are bigger names when they get a group of people that they work with them over and over again. It's cute. because like once you find that like <laughs> yeah. collaborative team, why tribe? change why if it? Why change ain't it? Broke? Don't yeah. fix it. Exactly. Well, like, you find
2: your tribe, and you want to be creating with people you enjoy being yeah. around. Oh, yeah, you know
0: people people that engage you and and ask the hard questions that you might not ask. And mm-hmm. you they're you know, your I devil's think, advocate. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think balance that you know when when a team balances itself out and the strong suits around the team balance the weak points around the team right that's when something great is going to be able to happen right um definitely so yeah really excited about that project um looking forward to a uh, hopefully a productive pilot season um yeah it is um, here upon us (laughs) that's
1: i think that's our all all three of our like prayer it's like a silent not so silent prayer
0: um (laughs) this fall was a little turbulent in and around my representation, but sort of where, uh, I feel like I am now with it. I'm, I'm really happy with the team I have. That's great. Um, and you know, getting all my materials together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a guy working on my, uh, both my stunt reel and my, um, acting reel. And I'm pretty happy with where, you know, the material that I have in the past. So feeling like I'm at a place where I have a good body of work to represent Mm -hmm. me. Um Mm -hmm. and that's that's a good feeling. This is the first pilot season that I'm going into. Really actually happy with my materials. Yeah. Um which yeah, is is a good feeling. It's a really good feeling. Um you know, and then on a personal note, I'm really excited with, you know, where my life is in terms of my both my social life and, and my, you know, at home life. Um I've yeah, got a well, partner that's an amazing partner yeah, who, she is. who made me breakfast this morning while wow. I and fed me pears while I was too lazy to get out that's of bed. A you know, like good partner. She, she's she's an amazing partner and and, uh, and
1: creative person to just and be around. a creative
0: person and you know yeah. we bounce off of each other really well and you know having seen where what we've been able to accomplish in the past together considering our ideas and what we both have on our plates for this next year or two Mm -hmm. or three or four or five (laughs) um i think we can both help each other be extra productive and and she's got some projects that she's wanting to do that um you know are are inspiring to me that she's you know biting off as big of a chunk she's working on a short film and a feature that she's writing and you know, hopefully, Rodian Stitch Productions will actually produce a, a real film. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. we've we've done a couple of little short this, that, the other thing for promotional stuff, and but, um, you know, the, your... the idea of actually spending fifteen thousand dollars on a short film and actually being able to fundraise for that, and, yeah. and, and well, because that and makes a difference. Drop some money into something that we want to create as our art. Yeah, right. Um, talking about a topic that we find interesting mm-hmm. and it because that's an interesting thing as an actor you know it's like you asked about like do you do that McDonald's commercial you know yeah um, well
2: it's I mean or Walmart or, or any, the, right. anything that do that's... you
0: do that stuff I think yes you do do that stuff but we're not all actors not all directors are necessarily artists mm-hmm. um, in the sense that there are a lot of people doing this because it's a career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there is not art in their work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. But
0: it's a profession.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I strive to do both. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say I'm a professional amateur. Yeah. You know, I do want to do the work that I truly love and find ways of, of creating that work. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, so yeah. I'm excited about that, you know, being a reality in my life of of feeling like you're reaching. That I'm out of well, and I'm at a place where that can start to actually be a reality.
1: Yeah, um, on a
0: di- on a different scale, mm-hmm. um, on a scale that actually puts us into the world as creators and not just reflectors so to speak you're so right yeah i'm like Um, you
1: talking about it like makes me want to cry because i feel the same (laughs) way it's like it's like you're reaching that point to where you've been not necessarily full-on struggling because i mean it's not like i haven't had the necessities of life or anything like that but you know you've been working in a in a career field for a long enough time and you've really been plugging in the hours you've been trying to do the work and balancing that with it being able to do things like feed yourself and Mm -hmm. pay your rent and you're finally really getting closer to figuring out what that harmony is between the two and then hopefully the day to come soon where you don't have to do those other things you can say no to you can say no to stuff because you have because you want to do other things, and you have other things that are feeding you, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In well, every form, shape, of that
0: word. And that's also a, a, a choice to make, too. You right. know, when, when you choose to make an art a profession, you do sacrifice, I, w- I don't want to say integrity around it, but you do sacrifice a. A sense of some of that choice, because you do have to take the jobs that present themselves. Yeah. Whereas, well, if there you, are different
1: theories on that, but yeah, but you're right. I mean,
0: until you're making some millions of dollars a year, yeah. let's be let's be honest. The 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 typical working actor who is just working as an actor is making a comfortable living, but it's not. As posh as our society seems to is, think oh it, God, is, it is, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> they they think that you're either uh, a failure or you're Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's not the reality. Yeah, there's a um, lot of gray a in the middle. Amount of gray, and so you do have to take the jobs that present themselves. Yeah. But I think when you are in that professional world and you have a more professional network, and you're able to take a job that. You know, say you do get a reoccurring on a TV show and you do make two hundred thousand dollars in a year. Well, you have two choices. You can put a hundred thousand dollars of that in your four hundred one k. You can blow it on a nice car, yeah. or you could go make a film.
1: Yeah, right. It's um, that decision. I choose. To, to I, make.
0: I'm choosing to be the latter. I'll happily do CSI New York. Yeah. You know, what's yeah. the content of that show? Oh, we're talking about serial murder. and that goes back to that moral conundrum of like dealing with violence. Like, what is this? What's the balance of, mm-hmm. of the stories that I want to tell about violence in the human nature and what's basically violence porn? What's, what's the soap operas? What's the, the the fluff that people just want for entertainment?
2: The reality TV, the,
1: the, I mean, re- Well, like, I you don't know, think I'll ever do
0: reality yeah. TV. That's, <laughs> I, I know, think, where but I see, draw the I do line. have boundaries.
1: You have I do to have, have Well, and I have
0: to have boundaries.
1: Just like I'm not gonna we, be doing self-core porn.
0: Right, we, we we have to have I mean, wait what?
1: Do... Well, no, not not anymore. No, I'm, I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. Never um, done software for the record. Okay. Um, just,
0: just... <laughs> all right. Well, that went in. Uh, in you're defending totally yourself uh, quite his... quite seriously there, Leslie. Um, we have to have those boundaries mm-hmm. uh, for ourselves, and what? we also have to, if we're choosing to make this a profession, understand that not all the jobs. Are going to be art yeah not a lot a, of the jobs which, are just art yeah or are, are art, just work
1: yeah, yeah yeah they may not feed your soul fully there may be aspects of it that like fit your where you are at that particular time that you need
0: to and they might just pay the rent
1: well and that's that, what i mean the that things makes, that you need at that time like right oh i have to pay rent i oh, have oh, to put subway food commercial on my yeah
0: oh hey cool well, i'll make that I was, money
2: i was just thinking about the woman that plays Flo on all the progressive commercials oh, yeah. and she has her own she's able to she does that like that mm-hmm. I, I don't know if a commercial would feed your soul but she's able to use that money she makes to it have her in It might have in the
0: first like 15 spots then, she did yeah. because it was fun and yeah. cool and silly and after like what 200, 300 spots I don't know how much fun she has maybe she does still have fun doing that
2: but she has she's able to support her own improv company mm-hmm. and yeah.
1: that's what she loves to do so it is like You're able to take that and put it back into the yeah. art that really does feed you yeah. and, and that's it it's yeah. it's finding the whatever, harmony of it yeah well, a lot, uh,
0: there's <laughs> a lot of independent film that's, that's financed off the back of big Hollywood yeah yeah um, you know, when a film makes $300 million or $200 million in the box office, there's sort of the, you know, I, I hate to use the term trickle down, but it actually does work in the entertainment <laughs> in the industry. Inter- entertainment part entertainment part industry of the reason it works work. is because there's really good union standards in the entertainment industry so that yes. people do get paid very yeah. well. Yeah. So because of that, they are able to make uh, more than the bear sub- um subsistence level uh and as a result if they choose to they can put more money back into the lower end i would i don't want to say lower end but yeah lower the, end sounds the, negative the the the, <laughs> the indie scene
2: the indie scene right it it also amazes me too though that the, the the movies that make the most money are the sequels or the oh, these yeah. movies that I'm like I've formulas. seen this it's it's all formulas yeah and I I think that's really interesting that that's what makes money and is it just because they have the money to advertise and get people to know like some of the Indi- I saw a beautiful film this year called Shelter it was so beautiful and I can't believe there's been no buzz about it it was basically a love story between to homeless people and it brought up issues of homelessness and um even immigration and like it made well, there's, conversations there, there's
0: one of the reasons right there is that it has um political po- political and or socio-economical statements about the yeah. world yeah uh the movies that make the most money are pure entertainment and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're right if you're left if you're poor if you're rich it's fun to watch so I yeah. think anything dealing with heavier topics is going to, by nature, be on the. I mean,
2: alienate some people. It's not even that
0: alienates. It's just going to be a little bit more on the fringe. Yeah, you're, you're going to find the people who want to watch, watch that, that stuff, stuff, who want yeah. to have the conversations. Yeah. Right. But let's be honest. A lot of people just want to watch shit blow up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, they want to escape their everyday life. They don't want to think about the hard stuff because they have to right. do that in their life. Yeah, yeah, which now, I understand.
0: Film can be an amazingly powerful tool for right, having yeah. hard conversations.
2: Well, look at the. I just I, I know I've had this conversation with you before. The Hunger Games, like right. that, is entertainment so, and commentary on that's on an society. Inter- and that's a yeah, good one to bring society. up actually
0: because that, that is an interesting um, one written into the story of The Hunger Games is this juxtaposition with what we actually have in the world today. Yeah, right. Um, and, 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 comments you can, on it. and you can draw <laughs> those lines. What I think is also important to remember when watching those films is I draw those lines because I'm thinking about those things. Me too, yeah. The people who don't want to draw those lines don't have to.
2: That's very interesting, yeah.
0: Because it's science fiction. Yeah. If that was placed in Baltimore today...
2: It, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it's
0: it's not. It's, it's finding it's sudden, that way. It's suddenly very confrontational to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it's a subtle way to bring about those issues, though. Right. Which I feel like you're right. Film and TV is that's a great medium for doing things like that. That's why I love using comedy as a forum for Comedies, talking about. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Real well, look shit. at
0: like people like John Stewart. Like,
1: oh, oh I yeah, love you know, I <laughs> know. <laughs> like, oh.
0: There's a great uh, quote or meme. I don't remember it. But we used to um, to laugh at comedians and listen to politicians. Yes, and now we're I listening to comedians and, and laughing, laughing at the politicians. politicians. Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, talk about comedy, being able to talk about hard stuff. Jon yeah. Stewart was, a, and still is, a master of that. Yeah. He, he was able to take really heavy topic, throw some jokes in it, and talk very, Candidly about it, right? But because it's under the guise of a little bit of comedy, people it's easier people to listen, to. and
2: it yeah. brings awareness to people, it, like young twenty somethings who wouldn't turn on the news. They now know about
1: issues going on right. because
2: they're watching people like John right. Stewart, right. Yeah. Yeah. right?
1: But yeah, that's one of the reasons that I love comedy so much as a forum for talking about stuff that people don't want to talk about. Yeah, and you can present it in a way that doesn't beat people over the head with it. It just kind of like or or does and it's funny yeah you know yeah (laughs) you (laughs) can go either way with it well well, just like
0: there's violence porn there's comedy porn too i mean yeah
1: yeah
0: just there's films out there that are just meant to make you laugh and i hope you laugh and there's some value in that
2: i feel like so many i don't know how you guys feel about this i just thought of with comedy that a lot of people actors i feel like in classes or talking to them there's so much comedy that people don't think very funny right now on TV. Hmm. I don't know. What are your guys' takes on that? Is there? So, what are their... Do they have reasonings for as to I why? I think I think it's more like people don't are trying to get away from that like sitcom, you know. But there's hmm. so many sitcoms that we hold on pedestals, like Friends and Seinfeld, Seinfeld yeah. and, right? You know, that might also I,
0: just be because they got rerun contracts that rival all other rerun contracts. Yeah. In like, well, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: But comedy is really interesting because everyone has a different sense of humor, too. Right. But I feel like I've I've come across people who are like, I don't think anything's really that funny right now on TV or I don't know.
0: For myself, I generally say, yeah, I don't do comedy. Yeah. I almost never look at the comedy section when I'm looking for a movie. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love I almost comedy. never do. <laughs> yeah. Um, that said, I do love comedy. I usually don't pursue it. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. because of a similar thing of like, I'm probably just not going to think it's that funny. That yeah, funny, yeah, yeah, Um yeah. And yet, and I also say I don't act in comedies, but I've done two comedies this year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so, like, there's... I, I said
1: the same thing, and I did two comedies. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, drama. oh, I do drama, that's what yeah. I'm interested in. And then, and then I, I do comedy, I and I... You guys are so funny because I've been (laughs) feeling like I like essentially got into the acting world doing musical theater, which is essentially like stage glorified comedy. Yeah. Um, And...
0: When shock and awe, and not shock, not shock Sh- part. Not, the awe, it's the it's awe. The, ooh, the. This is sparkling. amazing production value.
1: Yeah, yeah, Hands, yeah. <laughs> but I have noticed that majority <laughs> not, of the things not to discredit
0: musical theater. Also, because there is amazing musical theater there out is, there, but there.
1: Yes, there is. There is. There's a but lot. There's that a lot of formulas too in musical theater that just like Part of the reason that I, yeah, it's part of the reason that I have like gravitated away from it is for that formulaic
0: the The yeah. truly original musicals are few and far between because musicals become the blockbuster of theater. Yeah.
1: Exactly, they're yeah. the ho- they're that that Hollywood. So it's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, 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 you know, it's you can sell
0: tickets to Chicago. Putting in
1: butts right. in seats. Yeah, right. You yeah. do
0: your you do a production in Chicago. You're gonna sell tickets.
1: Yeah, right. Period.
0: Everyone knows it. Everyone wants to see it. It's that same thing you're talking about with reruns. Yeah. Why do people go to the fourth installment of the Hunger Games? Yeah. Well, we want to see how the fin- movie
1: mm-hmm. ends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They just dragged the it out through four Th- movies, it, you know. Four, so, yeah, yeah.
0: But we know the characters; we already have investment in it, right? People love what as they much know. as they like surprises and twists. They like uh, what they know. They like what they know. They like yeah. being, and they like
2: feeling at home and feeling
0: and feeling like we know these characters. Yeah, they're yeah. my friends. Yeah, Captain America's my buddy. He's yeah. watching out for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we love that shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you do build these relationships with the characters as like, even whether you realize it or not. But people think they
2: know, like Jennifer
1: Lawrence, they think they like know her because they know
2: her work when they, That brings up
0: the the perfect example of that, you know, is that there's a huge, you know, this week has been rough for uh, uh, celebrity icons. Oh, yeah. I've uh, I've shed
1: um, quite a few tears this week
0: right yeah. so why did you shed tears you know these people are yeah. not your personal friends oh, yeah. Man, yeah. and yet they've had a huge impact in your life because of the material and because of the work well, that, that you've yeah, and, put out and right? because
1: of being an artist a performer um, you associate with them because of what they've done in the industry that you're pursuing as well and how they like not only are a part yeah, but of most
0: people aren't pursuing the industry so why is it Nationwide.
1: People – Well, I I can't speak for those people. I can only speak for myself. But, I mean, I know why I got upset about it. But, yeah, it's because people – And it's also the way that as our culture we idolize –
0: Celebrities. Celebrities.
1: I mean, to a point that's appalling in my own personal opinion. I mean, absolutely appalling. The way that these certain people who we hold up on these pedestals that you're like uh, – uh, For instance, like I was just watching something – Whenever um uh, they were interviewing Alma Clooney um on the Today show and um and they were talking to her of how she'd had fifteen years working as a lawyer and like now she's known because she's George Clooney's wife and how um he was. I think it was right. the Golden Globes. It was. It was an award <laughs> show where Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were presenting him with a Lifetime Achievement Award, and they go through and talk Every, about all the things that she she's did. done. She's like, "And tonight, her husband is getting <laughs> a Lifetime Achievement Award." <laughs> yeah, and you're just like right, you're right, like right. you're so right. But it's like people like that we should be celebrating. And don't get me wrong, like I think that there is there are tons of celebrities out there who do a lot of wonderful work Good because work. they are. Well, who they're they're they're, are. there's they're a power with it. Yeah. And yeah. I love you know. the, the people who use that in order to make change and to to instill this um, care in to, to, to help us to care about the things that people wouldn't know about if they weren't bringing attention to it. Like, I love that. That's one of my favorite things. I think if...
0: And there's a lot of silent heroes... Too. right you really just yeah slug away and do stuff on their exactly. own exactly
2: they're not doing it for they're doing it because the world needs it and they see they see you know, something see the and they're doing it, it. Yeah.
0: yeah power of celebrity is that you can get millions of people's attention mm-hmm. to, to do something.
1: exactly but that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying i i the people who i very much admire are the people who do that and that's mm-hmm. why we're, this, we're
0: fighting social causes and, yeah exactly
1: they're humanitarian yeah. they're not only um, actors and performers yeah. or directors or writers they're also humanitarians it's like what yeah.
0: what Emma Watson is becoming in the world oh my you know, gosh she's, yes she's become this like powerhouse for feminism yeah
2: and,
0: you know more power to her she's got the audience yeah she might as well speak and she out. has a young audience she too she has a young which audience which is, she is has
1: great. amazing right. you know to yeah. have young young girls being able to be proud of themselves right. and stand up for themselves as opposed to doubt everything about right. who they are as a human in their body Well, yeah, I mean,
2: just, she is a, she's someone that people can be like, I want to be like her, and she's doing good in the world, instead of maybe another celebrity who is just, like, dressing weird, or, like, doing weird, you know, Uh, stunts to get publicity, or, you know, like, getting her fifth DUI, or whatever it is. It's the
0: tabloid celebrities versus the... versus the celebrities on merit so to speak yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely yeah definitely
0: um even though you know someone like her just got thrown into it basically yeah. <laughs> well yeah. yeah you but she took that weight and she did something with it yeah. but i
1: feel like that speaks uh, volumes about who they are as humans but mm-hmm. that's why the people who we lost this week
0: we're,
1: like we're are devastating
0: yeah they helped change lives potentially
1: definitely now, they helped open up their mind to people who i don't would know not have opened a huge
0: it. amount about what alan rickman did outside of acting but you know his legacy as an actor is huge right. for sure mm-hmm. um he's iconic
2: yeah yeah
0: um so he's a legend yeah you know so he's he's, he's and, legendary
1: and i guess the moral of this week for me is cancer is stupid
0: Mm, yeah <laughs> yeah let's get on that cancer cure yeah. right? yeah
1: let's work on that um real hard yeah real real hard oh man yeah. i feel like we have to we have to get up from this guys where are we gonna go now <laughs> i know it's kind of <laughs> we like depressing like, debbie downers What's over up? here um oh well I yeah i don't know where to go now know. we can take a coffee break let's, yeah. t- let's coffee take
0: a coffee break. break
2: fill up coffee break exactly nice. Yeah, Hello,
1: Adam, rather me, than a conscious decision
0: on how and when and why and with who. Well, and when blah, you're blah, blah. a
2: teenager, come on, you're not thinking about logically about
1: anything. <laughs> well, you your know, logic is like, very skewed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and controlled by lots of other things, yeah. such as urges, <laughs> hormones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so many hormones. But yeah, there's like this oh, like whole man. guilt around it too. Like I mean, I don't I don't know if this is we can cut this if we want, but like this is something like Elise and I have talked about before of how like much shame is put into women with sex well, and how um, like I remember being a teenager and masturbating and then crying after right cause yeah, because yeah because do. I because thought that, that I wasn't was the, supposed to yeah, do it thought it yeah, was wrong, wrong and bad of me to yeah. do something like that yeah and, but it's but. Guys do that. Boys will be boys. Yeah, well, and that's yeah, the whole the same thing. stud versus
0: slut thing yeah. too. Oh, you're a yeah. Oh yeah. Stud if you're if you're a dude who sleeps around with all the chicks, but you're a, a you slut know. if you're yeah. a if you're if you're that does a woman who, is who is or the, takes control Or the key analogy, the key and lock analogy. You know, uh, who, everyone wants a key that can unlock many locks but no one wants a lock that can be opened by any key. Okay,
1: yeah. I have never heard that. That is the most <laughs> expensive fucked, yeah. fun <laughs> right? thing it's I have up, ever right? heard. <laughs> well, even, I when, mean, even when it comes up. to sex, that's so messed up. But
0: it is messed up. But that is a part of our culture.
2: Or just saying oh, the purity of virginity, like the virginity being this thing. Um,
0: Let alone the misconceptions of what the fuck a hymen is or oh, how did that Did you guys behaves? see that, yeah, video, that the, the flip um, the script
2: um, video? Um, oh, I haven't seen it. No, 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 it wasn't a It was not. everything. Yes, Adam, Adam it was out of Yeah, and it was talking about Everything. the hymen. And again, people not knowing the scientific.
0: They don't know what a they, hymen is they, or does. They think
2: it like covers the vagina, you know, like that's not,
1: <laughs> you know. I'm sorry, that's not funny.
0: But it's true. But they it, think uh, if it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah anyways, but again, it goes back. It's, fa- it's really funny. Hymen. It's really funny. Google that. Yeah. You'll have fun. I I'm, yeah.
1: sure I'm sure I'll have um, a good yeah. laugh.
0: Uh, Anyways, what what should we get back on topic? Okay.
1: Uh, Creative process. Creative process. Creative process. So do you have any at all? If so, great. If not, great. Um, And do you find that with a particular medium, you have more of a creative process? Like when you're creating stage combat as opposed to when you're going in for something as an actor? Um, Because, I mean, I feel like they would be very different? I don't know. Or
2: those moments you feel like you're in the groove. Like what? I don't know. Uh,
0: As I was saying earlier, uh, I do shoot from the hip a lot in Mm -hmm. terms of uh, a lot of my... Particularly with acting, acting, I like to keep it pretty Mm -hmm. loosey-goosey. Now I have my techniques of getting in quick and learning lines and understanding what's going on. and um, I try to keep that side of things pretty technical and pretty minimal and as far as acting goes I view acting very technically so I map out very briefly what needs to happen um, and then use the skills I have to make that happen mm-hmm. um, but even though I view acting technically it has to be spontaneous and it has you know as, as we all know like
2: yeah no alive. one wants
0: to watch a robot yeah um, going through the motions and so I, tr- I try to bridged the gap in that a little bit you know especially on film television acting is very technical point a to point b this is this is where you walk this is what you say this is what you do the fact that there's emotion behind it is sort of just you know it's one of those unwritten rules i mean it's a it's a rule of it but like no one's telling you how to feel about it and it's not really my job to feel anything anyways it's my job to make people feel stuff about it yeah um and just be honest and truthful in that so with acting stuff i keep it pretty pretty loose pretty pretty quick i don't get tied it too much to anything because adjustments can happen on the fly and i don't want to be locked down to stuff right um i feel like as an actor, my creative process happens more in my life on a day-to-day basis uh, with the pursuit of trying to understand humans and right. really get tapped into my own emotional sphere and so that if I am an emo- uh, you know, being asked to do something emotional, that I can go there easily and comfortably being confident in who I am as a person, in who the character is in, as a person. I was talking about the, the filter earlier. That actors we reflect what's in the world around us, but it gets right. passed through our filter. Yeah, right. Um, and the only way we can actively reflect is if we're confident and comfortable with who we are, mm-hmm. um, and that who we are is that filter. You know, I I can't cry like someone else, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. I could have characterizations that are not my own. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's a construct but doesn't necessarily come from anywhere but me those constructs are made by me so unless i know my own constructs that i've created for myself right i don't know how to strip those away yeah so creatively as an actor i sort of view acting itself as a little bit of a vacation That's when I just sort of, well, that's when I just get to be, and I I just get to do things, and make choices, and and explore, and and just have fun with it, whereas everywhere, you know, the rest of my life is about understanding it. When I'm actually doing it, it's just about doing
2: it. Doing it, Mm -hmm. and being in the moment. And
0: being there, being present, present and, and maintaining some semblance of understanding that this is a technical pursuit, mm-hmm. and I just need to get through the the right technical beats, mm-hmm. however that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you talk about something like stage combat, or you know, especially if we're directing, um, you know, if I'm if I'm creating something or writing something, or there's a lot more research uh, that can go into that on an individual basis. I mean, and this holds true for acting too. If I'm playing a character that takes place in the 1700s. You yeah. know, I need to do research about that. And so yeah. that that holds true for the stage combat if I'm uh coordinating a knife fight in, you know, and I did this last year, uh, a knife fight that takes place in uh 1700s rural Scotland. I need to understand that culture and I need to understand that sort of martial mm-hmm. background of that world. I need right. to understand mm-hmm. like be, how violence is yeah. is held within that community and now it's a play and i also i don't have stunt performers i have actors so a lot of my work is less even about the martial stuff and more about acting choices so fight directing for stage is really a lot about directing actors to make choices right Mm -hmm. Uh, and so the creative process reflects that you know how, how do you prepare to direct something um research and and Analysis and you you sit down and you you map things out. You try it. And if it doesn't work, you you figure out what didn't work and you go back to ground zero and you build and you keep mm-hmm. building up until you have a, a something that works for you. Right.
2: Um, Almost. Yeah. A collaboration too with those actors. It is like, and, and acting so itself
0: is also a collaboration is, with the director, yeah. with the DP, with, with your, your other actors, with your other with actors. With, yeah. With, yeah. All of that. So that's why I say I try to stay a little loose and be in the moment because you don't know what you're going to get fed. Mm -hmm. And if you're really locked into something, if if you overbuild ahead of time, you can't strip down to the foundation Mm -hmm. quick enough to Mm -hmm. make Mm -hmm. an about face. And if you need to take an about face with where a scene's going and do something that you never thought to do before... You can't do that if you have line readings prepped. If you oh, know yeah. how you're going to say the line well, and you know exactly yeah. what you're trying to get yeah. and exactly what you're trying to do in this mm-hmm. moment.
2: Well, then it's controlled and contrived and it's not authentic and, and it
1: reads that way. It's not, that being, way. And it's it's not that. being in the effects. moment and yeah. listening to your partner and, yeah. and
0: taking what they...
1: To me, that's so much I feel yeah. like something that I really like. I like the idea of taking and understanding my character and where they come from and background stuff that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with with the scene itself per se mm-hmm. but it's something that helps to guide you through it because you feel like you know them as a person and when you know them as a person it's easier for you to be able to pr- to play them and to, to, to choose those
2: make choices in the way in they would make with, choices exactly, exactly. That's, yeah yeah
0: or being truly in the moment roll with something that you didn't mm-hmm. expect exactly mm-hmm. you know people yeah. joke about actors reading the script once and throwing it out there's something to be said for that. Yeah, you know, Michael Caine was saying in an interview recently that he doesn't read the other characters' lines. By the time when he goes on set, he's read his own lines well over a thousand times. Mm-hmm. He's memorized them. He knows exactly what he's going to say. But he blacks out all, all the of the other, other lines. actors' lines. So he doesn't so know it's what the they're first gonna time
2: say he's hearing it which
0: no, that doesn't work for me yeah that's that would, michael kane yeah, that's, well, that's his thing but process, like and, that's yeah. an interesting you know like you look at that like well so he doesn't know how he's gonna say it mm-hmm. he knows what he's gonna say but he, he, he know can't know how well. he's gonna say so it. so then
1: he's truly living in so the moment.
0: he lives in that moment of, mm-hmm. of experiencing that for the first time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah now on take 20 is he still experiencing it for the first time no no but it's a lot fresher than if you'd been with the material for a month, right? Yeah, you know?
2: yeah, that's true. It's it's really interesting. I mean, you have you have to find your own process. You have to have, you have to try. You have to experiment. You have
1: to explore. You know. And I think that that's something too that Stella like kind of said to us. Like a lot of the people, the the teachers who made up our our whole like al- like Faculty. staff. I was like words. Um, our, our whole faculty, were, they were all, like, not all of them, but a lot of them were from different t- types of Some people of study. came up through
0: the Adler. Um, Sam Schacht is um Strasburg guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's different backgrounds there. And I, I do think that's really important, especially for young actors to hear that, you know, everyone's all about, oh, he, oh he's a method actor, or, oh, he, he studied such and such. He's got this technique, that mm-hmm, technique. Right. Technique is developed as an individual right and And, it's ad
1: hoc i feel
0: (laughs) well and it's pulled from a lot of different things and it's all about what works for an individual and no matter what technique you were trained in you will ultimately develop your own Mm -hmm. and there are no rights and no wrongs yeah um Mm -hmm. and people get really uppity about oh which technique is better there is uh, you a, know, there isn't a better uh, technique. You there's know, a technique some, that works so, for you. Some people can literally read the script once, throw it out, and walk on set. Yeah. Other people need to draw diagrams and graphs and put post-it notes all over their walls and, and like, analyze every little moment. And ultimately, if it works, it works. Right.
2: Well, and it might change project to project, too. If you're doing one type of role, you might need to do X, Y, and Z versus ABC for another, you know? So
0: this is something that sort of transitions to, like, watching uh, my um, partner Elise work uh, in costume design, um, where her notes from past projects play in For current projects Mm -hmm. so she just did a film set in the 1980s she's about to do another film set in the 1980s well guess what she has a whole bunch of research already Already done done. about the 1980s yeah works the same way for an actor yeah you know there's certain types certain characters that i play a lot particularly assholes i play a lot of (laughs) i i I play a lot of like jock bullies and like (laughs) semi-sociopathic Sort of, you know, that Which dark, so that darker side, that mean, mm-hmm. um, mean and nasty side of humanity. I play that. That's something that I can tap into really quickly. One of the reasons I can tap into it really quickly is I played it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Now, are, is every character the same? God, I hope not.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But there's certain parts of me that i've already figured out how to tap into yeah that right. i can get to quickly, quickly because i've opened those channels and i've opened mm-hmm. those pathways that's you know i think one of the reasons that people get typecast well we know you can play asshole so play the asshole yeah there's a lot of money riding well on and
2: they they want to know that you can do it you know like the, it helps i mean look there, at jennifer yeah. um um Rachel on Friends Aniston Aniston yeah Mm -hmm. how she like it took her so long to like take on a dramatic role because people saw her as
0: funny sitcom girl yeah
1: funny yeah Yeah. love interest funny like romantic comedy kind
2: of thing mm -hmm. they knew she could do that so that's what she did which you know that paid her bills and that's great and she's really good at it but then somebody to give her a chance to do something else and I think it's the same I don't I think no matter what level you're in it's that same thing oh we looked at your reel we know you can play you know all of these. Well, yeah. it's
0: modern day and age, too, with reels and, and submission process. You know, gone are the days of, you know, an eight or ten minute reel on VHS with everything that you can do. Right. Now it's these more focused reels. If I'm submitting for the asshole character, put in my asshole That's reel. One, yeah. If I'm submitting for the the comedy, yeah. put in a comedy, comedy reel. Right? Yeah. I should have three or four. Now, I only have two, but, you know, the stunt one and the and the acting one. But you you can do that. And so Mm -hmm. it's more expected to do that. And Mm -hmm. so that you're only, they're only going to watch 30 seconds of it anyways. Right. So what they're looking for should be this, the first thing if they watch it. right? Yeah. So yeah, with the submission process, with the the getting work as an actor, um, the, the resources are so available for us and the speed at, with which things happen is so fast that, Yeah, you do have to submit what they're looking for. Right, yeah. You you got to submit the headshot that looks right. Yeah. So you should have three or four headshots. Yeah. You got to submit the reel that goes with the type of project. Yeah. So that what you're submitting, yes, I can do your type of thing. Yeah. You're submitting for a sitcom. Yes, I can do sitcom. Here, here's proof. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can Mm -hmm. do drama. Here's here's proof. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. I can be the funny guy.
0: Sure, here's proof. I can get hit by that car. Here's proof. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you're right. Exactly, but which yeah. is which is kind of I feel like sometimes overwhelming as a it as, is. because you always you feel like you have to always be I need to have the exact thing for this and the exact thing for this and this and this and I feel like that's why that's a time when it's better to know of what you really want to do and as long as you have the things for what you are really interested in doing now then you can build that other stuff as you mm-hmm. go along if you decide that you want to or go or if it that falls
0: way. into your lap exactly
1: yeah. exactly to, but like just knowing that to keep yourself from that constant state of overwhelm of like oh i have to be perfect which is you know you can't, well, you, can't it's the whole thing. you can't be everything either. No.
0: you guys are both blondes so you go into an audition and you're in a room with a whole bunch of brunettes and they cast a brunette oh i wasn't I wasn't right. So now you go home and dye, well, are you going to dye your hair yeah. brown? No. You do what you can do yeah. and you are who you are. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's always another audition. There's always another role. But exactly, you have to target what you know you can do and who you are and what.
1: And what you want to do. And what you want to do. Why, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, there's that goal. That's something I think that I hadn't asked myself in a long time and it's just so What's but, the super goal? important. Yeah, like what M- do I, I really want? want? Yeah. Like I'm doing why this. Why are you in this industry? Exactly. What do I want? And when Unfortunately,
0: you... a lot of people are in this industry because they want fame and fortune. Yeah.
1: Yes. I uh, yeah, yeah.
0: And there's definitely, and that leads to things like, oh, they were looking for a brunette. Well, maybe I'm better if I'm a brunette. Yeah. Oh, that
2: well, does. You are exactly you, you right. See you see have nothing around. to you hold on to. And you, you have see nothing. people,
0: you know, at, at some of these classes that I've done, where you're in a room with a bunch of people and they're hanging on every word of you know the casting director or the teacher or whoever, and every word is like. Weighted with, like, oh, this I is know. truth. It, and then they go yeah. home and they try to apply every single word of that as truth. But it changes and from the, person and to it, person. Well, not only that, it changes from moment to Mo- moment, day to day. day to day. One person will say
2: one thing one week and right. something else so the next week. Are yeah. you going
0: to adapt and conform to everyone? No, you no. have to be, you have to in this industry know who you are. Yeah. And know what you want. And what you want. You have to.
2: Yeah. And know what you want to say. Like, what. Like, what is your voice and what, you know, that, that contributes to what you want, you know,
1: yeah. knowing that. Well, but that, that,
0: I think, influences where, what you then pursue. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Yeah, for sure. But. Cool. Well, cool. I feel like this is a perfect place to wrap up. I know. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for You're being welcome. our very first, I know, very, 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 very first guest. guest.
2: And um, it was such a pleasure to talk to you and you wear so many great hats that I always appreciate when people can get their hands dirty in this industry and yeah it's inspiring can,
1: it helps mm-hmm. me to realize that like i don't have to be just one thing because i always have that <laughs> tendency too that i'm like am, am i a singer am i an actress am I a a writer am i a creator am i do my like you, you, don't can be have, yeah, you can be all of it just know which
0: ones you're trying to manifest and which ones you're comfortable letting go when the time is. Right. right to let go of exactly you know yeah that's all yes. we work in progress but <laughs> thank you guys <laughs> i right. had a lot of fun
2: thank you ben Awesome. all right thank you les <laughs> thanks elise get
1: in touch with you
2: Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Thank we're you, terrible. Brandon. We're terrible. I'm like, we're missing something. <laughs> where where, where you are, are you on are you social media? On social media? Social uh, well, media? you can follow me
0: on Facebook or Instagram, um, both as Ben Resendez. Um I tend to make a lot of updates uh, around professional life. I try not to get too political on my Facebook. It's usually mostly professional. Um, and then uh, my website is BenResendiz.com. Basically Great. Google my name, you'll find all my stuff. There's no other of <laughs> Um That's IMDb, nice. IMDB I also try to keep very current. Um, cool. usually with current reels are on IMDb as well. So
1: awesome. cool. Awesome. Well thanks again, Ben. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. thanks for listening. Thank you guys. <laughs>